Hello, my name is Alexander, and I am the Education Coordinator at Youth Employment Services. Hi, my name is Laura Lynn Hildebrand. I am the Tuition Waiver Coordinator with the Futures Forward Program at Youth Employment Services. And you are listening to The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. Today, I will be interviewing one of my co-workers, Laura Lynn, and she is here to talk about post-secondary education and about something called the Transitional Guide to Post-Secondary. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show, Laura Lynn. I'm glad I can finally get you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the podcast, Alexander. It's great to be here. So when it comes to post-secondary, I can imagine that a lot of our listeners might be overwhelmed by the thought of even just going to school. So the question I want to pose to you, Laura Lynn, on behalf of our listeners is, where do I start? So yeah, we do a lot of supporting folks with creating education plans and creating that path to go to post-secondary, so college and university. I would say Youth Employment Services is a really great place to start. We support any youth ages 16 to 29 who have a social insurance number. Primarily, we do employment services, but we could we also offer education-related services. So we have a whole crew of staff that, that can help with that transition to post-secondary. Yeah, it can be a lot to navigate. It can be a lot to start, or it can be a lot to get started. Where do you start, right? I would say if you're in high school, your guidance counseling office is a great place to start. They have a ton of resources around post-secondary, college, university, admission requirements, and all that kind of stuff. But if you're looking for additional supports, or maybe you've graduated a few years ago, definitely our office is a good place to start as well. We can get you connected with various post-secondary resources, career planning, education planning tools. We have a partnership with My Blueprint, so we can get you set up on there. They have a lot of really good online resources for navigating post-secondary options. So if you get in touch with one of the YES staff, we can get you set up with that. Yeah, and like a really good first step is just really like doing that research, right? Of like what's available in Manitoba, what programs are available, what are the admissions requirements, and getting connected with those post-secondary recruitment staff as well. So let's say I want to start a post-secondary program, but I am discouraged because I'm worried it might cost me way too much money to go through school. My question to you, Laura Lynn, is how much does post-secondary usually cost? Yeah, so Manitoba, we have one of the lowest tuition rates, which is awesome. Typically, if you're going to university or college for a first-year program, typically the tuition fees are around $5,000 for a publicly funded school. So that can depend depending on which program you're in, but I would say 5000 is pretty standard for tuition fees. And then, yeah, depending on how many years the program is, right, between a certificate or diploma, one or two years versus a degree, which is like three or four years. So tuition fees are usually like 5000 is pretty standard around there, but there's other costs as well. There's hidden costs, right? The cost of your books and supplies, that can be, you know, $700 or more, depending on if you buy them used or not. There's the cost of student fees often from the institution, a bus pass, and then, of course, your living costs, right? So what are you paying for rent and food and clothing and those kinds of things? But yeah, that would be pretty standard. Some schools can charge ten to 15000 but I would say often there's other options that don't cost that much. So post-secondary, from what I understand, encompasses three things, college, university, and vocational training. What are the differences between the three? Yeah, so vocational schools are often located, they're kind of in partnership with a school division. 
So in Winnipeg, for example, pretty much every one of our school divisions has a vocational school or center. So it's kind of like they call them post-high or like pre-college level kind of programs. So those can really vary. Some of them, you know, you can do anything from like trades, carpentry, welding. You can do hairstyling. You can often do a lot of apprenticeship level one options through vocational schools. And they're a really great option if you're feeling a little bit nervous about going into a full-on big college environment. Another thing is that some of them, depending on the vocational school, they can actually offer very low or even free tuition, depending on your situation. So for example, if you don't have grade 12 yet, they can help you get grade 12 and complete vocational training at the same time. So that can be a really great first step if you're wanting to go to college or university but not quite feeling ready to make that jump yet. College programs are typically certificates and diplomas, so one or two year programs. So they're often more intensive, kind of like the high school day where, you know, you're going to school 8.30 to 3.30 for a full day. So they're often more intensive, but then you're able to get certification quicker, right? You can finish in one or two years. They're often a lot more hands-on as well. So they work really well for people that are more hands-on learners and more interested in gaining practical skills versus a lot of theory. And then the last one, university. So Typically, universities offer like three to four year degree programs. And those are, yeah, they often take three or four years, but you get a higher level of education, right, which can often lead to better income. Sometimes people will bridge, though, you know, they'll start with being a vocational or college program, and then they'll build on that. Often they have transfer credit agreements for some programs. Um, But yeah, university level, you would obtain a degree. But With university, it's a lot more at your own pace. It doesn't have to be a full-time day. There's a lot more independent work, right, of writing papers and studying on your own and engaging in learning kind of theory and academics more so than at the college level. Let's say that I haven't finished my high school education. Can I still go to university or college or any other type of post-secondary education? Yeah, so it really depends. The, the best thing would be to talk to a support in your life, whether it's a guidance counselor, one of the staff at YES, or a recruiter at a college or university and really get a sense of their admission requirements because it, it really depends. Sometimes if you're over a certain age, like if you're over age 19, you can be accepted as a mature student. So sometimes you can get accepted and maybe just do like a reduced course load or you don't need it. Other programs you do need your grade 12. So it really, it really depends. But as I said before, there's some, for example, at uh, Louis Riel, you don't necessarily need your grade 12 and you can actually access vocational programs, a lot of them for free if you don't have your grade 12. So it depends. What are the timelines of applying to university or any educational program? Yeah, so I typically recommend when I'm working with students that we start to create a plan. I mean, up to a year in advance is great to just really do some research and get a sense of what's all out there. But for sure, like to give yourself at least six months to do that academic planning. Typically, college programs are first come, first serve. So the earlier you apply, the better. Some of them do fill up far away in advance. So sometimes with college programs, it's better to apply yeah, kind of the earlier the better. With university, typically they recommend deadline of March 1st, because then you're considered for entrance scholarships and bursaries, which is great. That being said, most of the universities will accept applications up to about July 1st. So even if you're looking to go for this fall, it's not necessarily too late. The other thing to think about 
is funding, right? Uh, Magical student aid applications are open in June of each year. So factoring that as well, you want to make sure that you apply for that in like June or July so that you have funding for your studies in the fall. But yeah, it's not necessarily too late for folks for fall, but yeah, it kind of depends on what moving pieces there are. With vocational programs, they typically do registration just a couple months in advance. You talked a little about funding, and you mentioned this a little before, but what are some specific options for funding? Yeah, for sure. So school is, is expensive, definitely can be expensive, but there are definitely a number of funding options out there between scholarships and bursaries, sponsorship options. I mentioned Manitoba, but student aid. So that's like student loans through the province. So there's lots of different things available. If you're Indigenous, lots of options for sponsorship through your band or through other independent bodies, even if you're non-status or if you're Métis. And then there's even options through the province. They'll support management doing certificates and diplomas with financial sponsorship. So lots of great options available. And we're really happy to help folks navigate all those resources. We do also have a scholarship guide through Futures Forward. It's targeted for current and former youth in CFS care. However, there's also a lot of really great opportunities for Indigenous students in there as well. So that can be a really good resource when you're starting to look at funding options, specifically for Indigenous folks and folks in care. Now let's talk about what I mentioned earlier, the Transitional Guide to Post-Secondary Education. What is it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really excited about that. We just launched that this year. So this can be a really great resource specifically for folks that face barriers to education. So it's a listing of transitional programs to post-secondary in Winnipeg. So it includes all those options we talked about, vocational programs, college, and university, depending on kind of which route you want to go. It can be a really great guide. Let's say you want to get into healthcare and you're not sure what's all available. You can take a look through it, find out about all the different healthcare aid programs that are in Winnipeg, you know, routes to get into nursing, things like that. There's a lot of really, really great information in there, and it's organized by different kind of areas of interest. So yeah, I definitely recommend, especially for folks that are maybe kind of facing barriers to education, like we benefit from a small class size, or if you're Indigenous or different things, or just looking kind of for what's available in different areas. It's a great resource because a lot of the, the vocational schools don't do a lot of their own promotion. So it's really great to be promoting those as well, just so you get a sense of what's out there. So this transitional guide, was it created by Youth Employment Services? Or was it created by another organization? In this podcast, of course, we have talked a lot about youth employment services. But a big part of yes that we don't talk enough about on this podcast is Futures Forward. Laura Lynn, what is Futures Forward? Yeah, so so I work out of Futures Forward. So I work out of yes, but I'm also Futures Forward staff. So we provide supports for folks that have been in care, as I mentioned, that's our primary focus. But as I mentioned, as a yes staff, like we still do provide education services for everyone, all youth. But yeah, so Futures Forward, that's where you'll find this transitional programs guide on our Futures Forward website. So it's futuresforward.ca. And then if you go under post-secondary adversaries at the top, you'll find it there. So yeah, it's definitely, it's a Futures Forward resource, but it's also available for, for guest clients too. I mean, I would say my biggest advice and tips that I would give folks when they're planning their post-secondary journey, just don't be afraid to reach out. Like the more you reach out, the better. 
gather a crew of supports as you're making this transition, whether it's from school, from other community agencies, from maybe mentors or friends that you know have been to college and university. Gather all the supports you can. Recruitment staff, academic advisors are there to help you with choosing your courses and making sure you're meeting your graduation requirements, all those folks, of course, yes, staff as well, all those folks are here to help. And so definitely take advantage of those resources. I know with studying remotely or a mix of remotely and in person, it can be challenging to connect. But as you're starting college and university, making those connections, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really build a strong foundation for your studies, as well as a strong network and a community to support you. So, so my best advice is just take advantage of of the resources that are available to you. When I was in university, they had academic advisors, but I didn't really use them as much as I should have. And I think it's really good to promote that these are people who are here to help you navigate towards your career, whether it be guidance counselors in schools, career counselors, academic advisors, and of course, youth employment services. We can definitely help you navigate towards your career. Yeah, totally, Alexander. I, when I was in university, the academic advisor was just like the person you went to when you didn't know what you were doing with your life. It was like, oh, go see her. She'll help you out. She'll help you make a plan. She'll calm your anxiety. It's super important. And as well as like, I would say also, I made all my best friends when I was in university. It can be really a place to really connect and and learn and grow as an individual, but also like, yeah, into the, the community and into your adult life. So um, yeah, no, that's awesome. And if you are interested in learning about what it's like to be a first-year university student, check out another episode of The Job Pod, where I interview a first-year university student. Anyway, thank you so much, Laura Lynn, for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Alexander. I just want to thank all of my listeners for listening to The Job Pod today. If you need some help with your post-secondary education, or if you need guidance just in general with your career, please reach out to Youth Employment Services. You can check us out at our website, yesmb.ca. Thank you guys for listening.